Alrighty, folks. You know what time it is, right? It's CarCast time. It's at a closing shift in a call center. You like that alliteration, right? That's right. I keep using that word. And a cold Charleston chew on a cold winter night. What was the temperature in Celsius? So this episode, I think it's Everybody Hates Tim's an HBO show. And this guy, like, every time he tries to win, he loses. Just everything goes wrong, like... It's just, it's, 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 you have to see it, folks. It's a cartoon show. It's just, it's pure ignorance, but it's, uh, I did something like maybe four episodes back where I did a literally by accident. It's just been in my head every episode. Oh, I got Bluetooth on. I'm talking to my guys who, uh, you know, I mentored him. Some of he was on my team, and then he became a manager. And since, uh, you know, he's now in another venture, you always want to keep your contacts. You know, you're the people you can trust. Now, there's only people you can only trust me themselves. And I think it was Mike Tyson. You know, as DMX was talking about, you got you to trust people, but you got to trust people who they are. He's like, a snake will be a snake. You know, a snake wants to bite you. Now, this gentleman in question is not the snake. I'm not saying that, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, your contacts are a valuable tool. There are people who have, you know, hundreds of contacts. And then there are people who have thousands of contacts. And there's people in the middle who have all the contacts and remember most of their names and their favorite soda or some distinguishing marks when they have a conversation like, hey, I met you at such and such, right? Your birthday's October? That's right. You said you're a Scorpio, but you're not really into that stuff, right? Hmm. See that right there? See that right there? You grease the wheels. But it's just good, honestly, because I was, I was thinking about him, and I wanted to check on him. Because you know, your relationships with people that, um, is where the money's a lot of times. You hear a lot of, um, not really social media or content people, but in general, it's like, I've, I was like new money people. I'm going to tell you, there's, there's a wealth of money in your contacts. And you see the old money people, like someone like Donald Trump, you'll hear them talking about him and other businessmen, like Fortune 500 type guys. And they'll talk about all the money he's made on the golf course. That's a lot of deals, folks, are hammered out of the golf course. You know, they'll have a round. Maybe they have a drink or two. Maybe they don't drink something. It's a clubhouse. But they're still going to have some time together to think and bond and talk without all the, you know, the confines and stress of the business environment. Now, they're still getting dressed up, right? You still have a khakis and your college shirt. And you still got to play the part, look the part, blah, blah, blah. Pay the fees, probably. Because, you know, one of you got a membership, but maybe the other guy doesn't. Whatever the case might be. You know. But it's not the same as being at your job in the office with the lawyer sitting there, blah, blah, blah. And, you, know, you watch Sopranos. Tony did some deals on the golf course as well. well so you want to you have your contacts and look at them. Now, we're going to shift gears. What I want to talk about was something different. Uh, very interesting to me, though. So today, it'll still be about interpersonal skills. Let's put it that way. And the avenues you need to navigate as a entrepreneur. So what we're going to talk about today mostly, besides the first part, of course, we're talking about you know, keep your contacts close. Keep your enemies closer. I don't really think I have enemies, but that means I probably have more. And I'm sure I have haters. And that I know I have haters. That I know. I've always had them. Those are those are good. If you don't have haters, folks, you're doing something wrong. So your first lesson is keep your contacts close. You know the people you know. Hey, I remember a guy I worked at the second gap. I worked. At, I didn't like this dude, and his girl worked at Foot Locker. And you know he was like, "Oh, you want you want to you know hook up?" And I'm like, "What the hell is he talking about? Like this guy's a nudge. This guy is saving me like three four hundred dollars in sneakers and boots." And then he, then my boy heard from no, my boy. I was like, yo, people I got. My boy's like, yo, can you hook me up? I'm like, let me ask. And he hooked my boy too. And he didn't want nothing for it. So you never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? That's why it's, it's good to not be a total a-hole to people. Learn how to treat people. A modicum of respect can go a long way. That nobody wants to work with a jerk. They might hire one. And in a sales environment, they might tolerate one for a while. Because he crushes numbers. But I don't know, when there's an axe to grind, they're looking for you. And there's people who wait. And they'll wait. You know, they'll lurk in the leaves waiting for you. They're going to get you. They're going to get you. You should be something stupid. We're going to get you. And I 
I've seen it happen. Managers do it. Agents do it. Your peers do it. Oh, you know, Bob missed it this month. You know, Bob can be an a-hole. Maybe we need to knock Bob down a peg and, you know, put him out of his primary gain to a secondary or tertiary gain. See if he, you know, see if he works magic there. And you might be Bob's manager, but they made a point of salient to everybody else because they're like, oh, you know what? Bob is a jerk. <laughs> you know, Bob walks around like a swagging blankety blank because he gets his numbers all the time. Well, most of the time, and in this time, and now Bob is gone, and your ace uh, is now like a two of clubs in spades. You know what that is? We don't use that card to play spades. We don't use the two of clubs. Feel me? So we're gonna switch to we're gonna we're gonna go on break, and then we come back. And our main theory today is what how I handle my son being bullied. So I want you to get some lessons out of that. All right, folks, we're back at part two. So I noticed some. Somewhat disturbing behavior from a kid who lives where I live and rides the bus my son rides. Now, it wasn't nothing crazy, but I, just, I always noticed that he was always giving my son a skeptical eye. And I don't know if he see my son giving my, you know, I have a tendency to give my son some spending, some pocket money, so he can get candy and, and chips. He's, like I said, he likes, the, I think they're sweet chili Doritos. And, you know, just, I want boy to be happy. You know, it's, you know, he's had a, a hard year. You know, he's, he's um, to be honest, you know, he's, he's had a harder time reading than I thought he would. And it makes sense to me because I had a really hard time reading. And when I overcame it, I became a monster. A monster. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna try and focus on comic books. My, that's my next step. We have you know meeting plan the teacher, and there's a lot of things we can do. Plus stuff that the Florida law allows me to get done. So you know I'm, I'm making my plans. You know I move slowly, folks, because I, I can be a turtle a lot of times. By that, what I'm saying is, I'm a slow starter in many cases, and I end up becoming your ace in the hole. Wow, that guy's turning from a non-turn lane. Talk about a fool. You see, folks, I'm always looking at this because people don't follow the rules, and that's just not good. It's actually creating danger. So like I was saying. Maybe that's the reason the kid did it. Maybe the kid's just a bully. You know, my son's a little smaller than him, but I've seen him. I just, I just don't like the way the kid moves. You know, it's um, I can be kind of intuitive about people. I, I trust my vibe for most people, especially now. Cause I, my boss about two and a half years ago, he's like, you know, you work with teens for so long, especially like kids who are from the street and stuff. He's like, that you always want to give someone a pass, and he's like, you just gotta fire people sometimes. And you know, it's funny because one of my one of my coworkers, I've worked with him for years now. You know, with different teams, same team, whatever. He calls me the Terminator. So when I do term people. It's fast. Like, I, I helped one of my coworkers term somebody about a month, month and a half ago. And I did my part in, like, 90 seconds or less. And then when he came to help me do mine, it was literally three minutes or less with questions involved. And it's not that I'm trying to be mean or that I don't care. It's just that it's it's an uncomfortable situation for everyone involved. So the first step I take is I make sure my paperwork's immaculate. Get your paperwork right, folks. You know what I'm saying? You don't step to the plate without your cup on and your helmet and the right bat, right? You might practice little weights in the bat, but you take them off when it's time to swing, don't you? If coach been telling you to choke up, you're going to choke up, right? You're going to follow the procedure so that you get the things you need, right? So that you can get your on base and get your at-bats. You know, there's a science to every game, right? In the game of life, the game of business, there's one too. Paperwork's right. Make sure I time it right. You know, let's say your job has to pay somebody because your state law, let's say, four or five hours every day, right? So if they come in at 8 o'clock and you can't fire them in 5 hours, you can't fire them until 1. So why fire them in the beginning when you can fire them at 1 o'clock? If they're a producer and you're firing them something else, let's say ethics or something, I'll put it that way. Now, if they're just trash, maybe you fire them as soon as they walk in at 8. And don't worry about the company has to pay them. But you want to be strategic in all the things you do. Tony, what the hell are you talking about? This has nothing to do with your kid being bullied. Let me keep going, folks. Like I was saying, there's strategy to everything. So, so my son told me, that this kid had shoved him on the bus. I think what it ended up being was they were both trying to be first off, but there's no reason for anybody to put their hands on my kid. That's my child. You did not bring him to this earth. 
you need to watch yourself. Have you heard my, my discussions on here, folks? I'm very frank about where I am. You know, we have a stand your ground law. You know, there's the do uh, castle doctrine. There's about a hundred different things that allow me to take care of my family in any way that I see fit within very smaller parameters compared to what some people are unwilling to do or scared to do. You know, it's, I'm really frank. There's a lot of people who claim to be passive and they're really just scared. And there's a lot of people who don't want to make decisions, so they'll squeam and squirm. And you'll see it in relationships, too. You'll see the husband that doesn't want to be, you know, mentally in control, or he doesn't want to have the responsibility, so the wife makes those decisions. Then the back of his mind, it bothers him. And you got a lot of people like that in politics, too. You know, people are spouting off the mouth, and I'm just not one of them. I'm going to stand up for my family. So here's what happens. So Saturday, I worked a 12-hour shift, right? I had to go into the building. Uh, shorter lunch, because they have to provide coverage. You know, we got to work it. You know, we're a team, and it's, We've worked it out so that we only have to do like one out of five. So that, that's great because we were doing one out of three. So this worked out pretty good for me, right? Like I said, I'm close to where I'm maybe 12. Depending on the day I can get to work in, I think I've done it in nine minutes. I've done it in 30 minutes. It really depends on the day of the week and the traffic pattern. You know, like when I went home, there's more traffic because everyone's out shopping and stuff because I live by a mall area. I don't know. You play your cards, right? But so, you know, my wife tells me that there's a kid knocking. Her being smart, she got pictures, she got video. There were two kids. One was telling the other kid. Now, the one who was telling the kid was a kid who shoved my son. And it was, like I said, it was always giving him a side eye. And I could see, I think if I wasn't around in the mornings and his mom, I think he would probably bully my son more. But I said, okay. So the next day, my kids were taking a nap. We wake up from our naps. I fell asleep on the couch because I, I need my old man naps, I'm really cool. So all of a sudden, my door, boom, boom, boom. Sound of the cops. Like, I'm waiting, like, uh, take you, shake, take back old school. 1998. DMX album. I think it was like track 14 or something. Boom, boom, boom. Open the door, ATF. So they said my girl downstairs say he left. Hit the basement, went to the replacement door, cut through the neighbor's yard. And a taste for war. Something I can't remember it all right, but you get the point, right? But they come knocking on your door when they're looking to get you. It's like, we're going to wake you up because we're coming through. And we're going to grab you up. And I'm like, oh, no. I opened the door and they were gone. So I said, hold up, hold up. I got this. I ran around the room. I grabbed my ID, which is my wallet which also contains my concealed carry permit. Yes, so that if I do have to, in case it is crazy people, I'm gonna make sure that they know, hey, while you're detaining me, I am duly qualified and licensed to do the carrying of XYZ. And yes, I did make sure I was armed because I didn't know who was doing it. The kids yesterday could someone else today. You never know, folks. The kid could have done it yesterday, so someone comes today, I would have door expecting a punk and it's three or four grown-ups trying to rob me. And if you look, there's been a lot of pushing robbery attempts. Check the news, folks. This crime is through the roof, through the roof across the country. So I made sure I had, you know, I had something small. Uh, I didn't have like an AK-47, which I don't own. But I, I, I was armed with a, with, a, with a knife. Let's put it that way. I had my keys. Clipped to my waist. I had my shoes on, my shirt. I had my, you know, I made sure I was ready if I had to run. I just stood at the door and waited at the peephole. Sure enough, I see somebody creeping up real slow. And I'm like, okay, now, my door's on the stairwell, but someone could hop off the banister from the left and I can't really see. So I was like, I'm just going to play right. Boom, boom, boom. Snatch the door open. Hey, what's your problem? Kid goes running. I said, what's your problem? I ran about 12, 15 steps, right? I was like, I'll be here next time. You know that much. I'll be here. Ghost. Ghost. Scared the living hell out of him. I know where the kid lives. My job isn't to intimidate kids. My job is to make sure my wife and my kids feel safe at home. In our home. So now that I'd witnessed it myself, I had different occasions with different culprits, lack of a better term, I and mean, maybe they're, they're juvenile delinquents or just juveniles, whatever, if I offend you too bad. But uh, yeah, I, I can, 
I can be a little, a little, a little tasty. I can be a little, a little rawr when I talk, can I? You hear it, right? That's who I am. I'm very, very protective of my family. As the head of the house, I will go to war. Get you some of that. No, I don't want war. I just like a fast and loud or whatever Richard Rowan calls his show now. But um, like I said, never came back that day. It's now been, what, today's Wednesday? But here's how I handled it, folks. I sent an email directly to my property manager's off direct email. Not to the email for the corporate, not. Let her know the names, let her know what transpired in the school bus, what may be transpiring in there, and what happened in my home, what time it happened, how many times, the frequency that I had evidence, etc. And I also outlined that I touched no one, I used no expletives, all I did was open my door to make sure my family was safe, and that, yes, I did raise my voice, because, yes, my job is to scare off the boogeyman, whatever form it comes in. Whether it's a bully, whether it's a grown-up, it doesn't matter. My job is to protect my family. Sent that one. Got the reply back. I'm on vacation. Please send it to this. I sent it. Went to work. It was early in the morning. I was up early handling this. Landlord's our assistant. Contacts my wife. She does this. She's at the back. Does this. They call the, the ringler. We're going to call him a black term. Contacted his mom. Let him know that, yo, this can't go on. You know her response? I'm sorry. Please don't escalate this further. I will take care of my child. That now is occurring. Let's, you know, basically she didn't want me to try and make this an issue where it becomes bullying or I raise any pressing charges for harassment and stuff like that. Because she ain't trying to deal with that. But you see, folks, I didn't put my hands on no one. So let's go to another example. So what's happening on the bus, I handled that two, threefold since the kid goes to my son's school. I know my son's teacher directly outlined all the same circumstances and asked her to please advise. I didn't tell her she needed to do nothing. I didn't say you better handle this. I said... This is what's occurred. This is where it's occurred. My son and this child travel together and also in the same building. Please advise. Investigation opened. That's being taken care of. The PM bus, I wanted that bus to the AM bus driver I've not talked to. I meant to call, but then trying to handle all the other steps plus work. And, you know, in my job, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't been the best performer. And I want to get to number two. I've said that before. It's, I don't need to be number one. I need to be number two. Number one is require that extra push that I want to save my family life. I've been spending, if you listen, more time with my kids, more time trying to exercise. And more time, I just take walks. Walking folks highly underrated exercise. But uh, it turned out today the mother apologized to me. I didn't hear because right when she was apologizing, this guy came by with like a Tokyo Drift like 250ZX, whatever they are, Nissan. And, you know, it looked like he pieced together because there's so many different parts. I'm assuming he crashed it, but I'm just being funny because my son, they love the Dom car, Dom car. And the car, boom! He comes to the ears, he dang his guess. Buddy, what's wrong? It's a Dom car. That's what you want, don't you? And she was saying something, and son, she saw my wife the afternoon. She's like, I'm sorry. I was trying to apologize to your husband. You know, I didn't know my son was doing this. I thought he was just playing in front, but I took care of it. It won't happen again. I'm sorry. She's like, I tried to apologize to husband. That's taken care of. The school part's taken care of. I'll deal with the, oh, the PM bus driver. I spoke to her in person. It's funny. I got on the bus one step. I didn't know. She's like, nope, you can't get past first. I was like, um, okay, sorry. It wasn't like that. I worked in schools in New York. Let her know that I am familiar with educational procedures as a former educator and as a parent, too. I told her what happened. I told her what happened in my what was happening at my door and on the bus. And I was like, I don't expect this. I, I said a little nicer, but I was like, I would like this not happening again because on the bus there is a driver and there is a matron or a student chaperone or a someone to facilitate proper behavior on a bus. Which essentially, if my tax dollars are paying for this, you gonna do it right, folks. I'll be honest about that. I didn't say that, but that is my expectation. My child should be safe in the hands of adults who are paid to keep them safe. I'll deal with the AM person tomorrow. I'll make the phone call myself. But um, what I'm trying to get you to understand is I use processing procedures that existed to create avenues of success to allow my son and my wife to feel safe. Now, my wife wasn't necessarily threatened, but 
you know, she's home alone with some kids and someone's pounding the door. Now, she had the kitchen window, so she saw it was, but no one wants to feel like that. You know, do you want to be threatened in your home? No. In your business, you know, let's say you're working for someone. Do you want to feel threatened every day? Do you want them to tell you, you better raise your sales, are going to fire you? No. It's, it's Fear is not a good motivator, folks. And if my son's feeling afraid in school and on the bus, and he hadn't even mentioned it until he's had to talk, we had to bring it up because the door pounding. And that's when he admitted that he was being shoved on the bus and other things might have occurred. And, you know, I told him, I said, look, you raise your hand, you tell an adult. I don't care. You tell the matron in the bus, I say, tell me, I need to talk to you. Or if not, when you're getting off the bus, I'm raising my hand. I want to speak to you right now before I get off this bus. This is what happened. I want to speak to my father's mind. You know, I said, that's it. If someone puts, I told him, if someone puts their hands on you, you are allowed to protect yourself, buddy. No one has a right to hit you. I said, me and mommy, we might spank you because we're trying to redirect you in life to make sure you make good, safe, healthy choices. I said, but I don't really do that, do I? And he's like, no. I was like, you get put in the corner, maybe, right? Or maybe I, you know, I'll tell you, sit and hold your hands, but daddy works with you, right? Because all I want is your best, right? He's like, yes, you do. He understood. Like, this is more open-ended questions. Shout out to one of my uh, mentors who always tells me to do, you know, I got to stop asking closed-ended questions. But I, I'm actually pretty good at open, asking open-ended questions to my kids way more than I, my three-year-old and my six-year-old compared to my employees. So go figure that part. But what I want you to understand is that self-control is important. I was extremely angry, folks. I had to leave early to, to facilitate this on on Monday, so I had to leave my job early to handle parts of this, you know, and follow discussions and conversations, and also just I wanted to be there because I was like, they did it Saturday, on the Sunday, if my son's just on the bus, I'm going to be like, hold up, bus driver, we need to talk now, and who's your boss's name, because I'm going to handle it, I shouldn't have to trust anything for my son's safety more than once, more than once, an adult's now in trouble, because the second time this happens, I will escalate, because you know what, you're being paid to do something. There's multifacets to it. Get it done. And for you who are employees right there, that's why I want you to get, sometimes your boss is going to lean on you a little or ask you to jump to different tasks or you're going to have to shift course. Just do it. You have to. It's part of making the business work. Now, don't let I step on you. I'll give you an example. There was one time I, um, I worked for the Gap, the first Gap Awards, the big one, a flagship store on 34th Street in Herald Square, what do you call it? Was it Herald Square? Whatever, where the big Macy's is down there in New York City. And, you know, we were running out of stuff to do in the night. Supervisor was like, okay, so uh, you all throw out all the garbage cleaning? We are like, yeah. He's like, okay, Tony, I need you to go in and mop this corner. I was like, that's what the garbage is. This guy's like, you got to do it, bro. I was like, no. He's like, you know you signed your contract. It says miscellaneous, miscellaneous responsibilities. I was like, yeah, I don't. It says that, but come on. He's like, this is a miscellaneous responsibility. He's like, here's the mop. And I was ticked off, but you know what? I did it. I did it right. I cleaned it up nice. Let me tell you another thing. So when it was nasty outside, you know, we had four seasons, right? Extra hot, extra cold, extra rainy, extra snowy. I would throw the box down and shoot into the basement. But I did it all the time regardless of weather. So when people would come, especially new, like, yo, I want to be up there too. How come he gets to do it? And they were like, yo, he does it no matter what. They're like, he never complains. If he's out there freezing, he might ask for like a 10-minute break. And while he's down there, he's throwing box on the line rather than just sitting there. They're like, or maybe he asks for three minutes, he warms up. I would literally, folks, I'd be out there sometimes 10 to like, you know, one in the morning, take a break. Sometimes we back out to two, three, get them all in because the truck comes, you got to get them off. And I was doing my job, you know, standing out in the cold, wearing pajama pants, under sweatpants, you know, tuck them into the socks, put on the boots, put on two, three hoodies, a hat, gloves, and your jacket over that all. And then put the hoodie over the, you know, the sweater hood, the hoodie hood with the jacket hood. And you got the, the winter hat underneath all that. Maybe in the ear cover because you're like, man, it's freezing. You just you had to do what you had to do. But, you know, I was always willing to put in the work. And it always bought me options. And when it came to myself being bullied, I utilized the options I had. The pen is truly mighty than the sword, folks. What I've accomplished beating up kids or threatening the parents. 
Would I have felt stuff? Me personally, no. I don't feel like there's much power in being loud, obnoxious, and abrasive. Now, I am loud, obnoxious, and abrasive <laughs> in a lot of other ways and other things. I, I can be a very loud person. I'm, I'm a stereotypical New York, Puerto Rican, I guess, in that way. But what I'm trying to get across to you is, sorry, folks, I'm looking at my headset because I do want to go inside and buy the stuff I got to buy at Walmart my day is not over. But what I'm trying to get across to you is that I still get what I got to get done, right? I still take care of my family. I utilize the tools I have. I could have went to that kid's house. I knew where both kids live. I started to pick a fight with their parents. And even if their parents were like, yo, I didn't know my kid was doing it. You know, do me a solid. Let me take care of it. It might have worked. Why put a bad taste in my mouth? All I did was report the facts to the proper authorities. Or, the, you know, in this case, you know, they don't want to lose their apartments. The teachers don't want to get in trouble for not taking care of my kid. The bus driver, they just don't get in trouble. So I did everything. And here's, here's what I want you to understand, too, is it's not just I took care of this matter. In a peaceful manner, here's what you got to understand. Like I said, the pen is my ear. I sent an email. Now, the internet is forever, right? Blah, blah, blah. But I sent an email that's date and timestamp. You need to respond in a timely fashion. And what you say you're going to do has to happen. Because now when it doesn't, now I have ammunition that takes it further. Because now the... I pay I pay a landlord, right? He's the land of the Lord, right? The Lord of the land, sorry. I can take his land real quick. Real quick. Here's a fun fact, folks. I pray for prepaid legal services. You know why? So when I have questions or needs, which I've already used a couple of times, they've saved me money and stress. Stress being the most important part of that statement. It was fantastic. I felt peace of mind. And I got a commission the first time I sold it to my spouse. Which is perfectly legal in the business I'm in. So you financial services, folks. There's a lot of, a lot of avenues for you to explore. You know, see what you want to do and do it. But, you know, like I said, there's options, folks. What are you working your options like? How are you doing things? Are you doing them smart? Are you doing them stupid? Are you being the best way you can? He feels, I took care of my son's problem. Then I made sure, look what daddy did. You feel safe? The kid apologized to him too. The parents will apologize to my spouse. Well, some of them. The the secondary culprit, I don't think they, I don't think the landlord knows where they live. So I'm going to find out exactly. I'm going to take a picture of the address and be like, it's one of these four doors. Please, please check again. Because in the lease, it stipulates how many people in the apartment. You have to have listed, your occupants listed. You can't just have people in there. And that's because of the landlord's rights, right? Because they don't want to say that, oh, well, you know, um, what do they call that? Um, dang, is it worth my brain's so stir-fry lately? Uh, it's basically for people who sit there and like, squatter's rights. They don't want you to get squatter's rights. So, like, on my lease, I'm the leasee. My wife's uh, considered a roommate. And then my kids are listed occupants. Even my cats are there. They want to know the cats wait, which I think is a little ridiculous. But there's a place that charge by the pound. There's people. I saw there's a place where I used to work, like, Mary. They were charging, like, $200 a month. You had a pit bull, plus you had to pay a, a fee. Like a, like a rent fee. Like, I pay pet rent, folks. It pisses me off. But you know what? I like my location. So I got to play the game, right? So what I want you to do is play the game. I'm going to come back and review this real quick. All right, folks. We are back to wrap up the bullying podcast. So what I said, my main takeaway is I wanted you to understand that the pen is mightier than the sword, right? But we start off talking about you need to, uh, you know, make use of your contacts, Right? Look out for your people. Hey, it's good to have some, you know, you need a tribe. Everyone needs a tribe. Now, to, you know, for the, those of you who are listening more, because I've been talking about prepping and EDC and how it affects your business stuff. So you need a tribe, right? If it goes down as a zombie apocalypse, the government, or 10 days of darkness, or whatever. I saw someone on Instagram, they were posting that they said uh, they were having, um, you know, the Twitter hearings, whatever they're calling it, Congress. And, you know, some of them are talking about something specific, like Taliban or something. I don't know, I don't know, Al-Qaeda, whatever. They're picking something, I guess, sensational in theory, right? 
And the lights went out in the middle. How did the lights go in the middle of Congress? I mean, this is crazy. Plus, you look at all these social media texts. Someone was saying that there was a Q post. Those are what I'm talking about. Uh, Q is running a sting operation to save us from the evil people in the government across the world. And they're saying that, you know, the point is that the lights go out. And also, I think that post also correlated with this same time of year, this same month, or this month and day, like four years ago or something. So people are saying that future reveals past or past reveals future. Like that. So whatever, but, you know. So if all that's the case, folks, what I'm saying is that you need a tribe to navigate if any of this is true. Now, none of this is true. The world still sucks. You need a tribe. Now, my immediate tribe is my family. You know, like, I want to have bug-out bags for my kids. And like I said, my son, this nudge, he, uh, he took a pair of scissors from school. Now, these are safety scissors. You can barely like, paper them. But I found them in his bag. I'm like, what do you have these for? He's like, oh, they're mine. I was like, no, yours are the light blue ones. What do you have them in your bag for? These ones are supposed to stay in school. Uh, I want them to help my bandages and stuff because he wants his own, you know, daddy has, you know, everyday carry stuff, right? Flashlights, tools, you know, first aid kit. You know, he knows I carry stuff. And, you know, I've shown him that when we go out, there's a bag I carry with specific tools. That, you know, there's different things to handle different needs. I'll be carrying extra batteries for my flashlight. I carry, you know, you know not really an eye effect, but I have bandages. I have, you know, stuff to heal with, you know, mostly kids' cuts. But, you know, I've, I bought cat, I think they're cat six tourniquets, you know, or cat five, you know, basically like a strap. And this uh, this stick, for lack of a better term, to so keep it simple, you know, like uh, imagine like a web belt and a long plastic stick. Now it's probably more of an acrylic polymer or something like that, that's uh, or Lexan or something. But it's that you can take it out and deploy it rapidly on yourself or others to stop bleeding. You know, bleeding out is the fast way you're gonna die, folks. You know, it's you know the average gun guy has no real aim. I'm gonna be honest. You know, the hood rats. How many of you actually go and practice? Not to mention, you know, on, you know, dry firing will do a lot for you. I've talked about that before, but. You know, some punk shoots you. He might miss his aim and just wing you on the side, but you can still bleed out and die. I'm not trying to die. And if someone else gets shot or I shoot someone, I want to have the tool to protect their life. I'm not trying to have them die. I just want them stopped. Now, of course, situationally, that could be different, but whatever. You get the point I'm saying. I digress. But my son was trying to build his little first aid kit up. I don't know. I can say I got cut. He's like, I have a bandit. I have save your bandit. I have something to clean your wounds. like, save it. I'll use mine, buddy. But, you know, he's trying to get ahead. So in my part of the tribe, what I'm doing is building him up to be the bandit guy. Then his brother will carry like food supplies, which so is stuff in my pack and my wife's pack. I can carry the heavier stuff, the more dangerous stuff, right? And we gotta carry toys for them, right? Like in my car, I keep toys. I keep my son was like, Can I take this in the house? I was like, no, it's a car toy. Well, can I bring a different toy in and make that a car toy? I was like, You're not bringing a toy, you're not taking a toy, you're not exchanging toys. I know what his theory was, I'm gonna do one for one. Like I said, he's very shrewd, very slick. But you see, he was trying to use his brain to manipulate, right? And that's his part of my tribe right now. He's a six-year-old. I'm the 42-year-old. He's the older brother. He's responsible for his little brother, right? That's his job. Get you a tribe. That's where your, you know, your contacts come in handy. There's people I still talk to in New York. And here's, let me give you the flip side. I always talk about Robert Green talks about his books, right? I had a massive tribe in New York, especially when I was a union rep. And there were people who kept calling me for help. And I was like, after a certain point, I was like, you got to speak to your rep. I just text him back like, yeah, I can't do this no more. I got a family to take care of a new job. You know, so almost seven years later, there are people who don't call anymore. Most people don't, actually. A majority of the people who claim to be down to roll, down to ride, like Tupac's like, you know, you were riding me? They ain't riding. They weren't riding then. They're expecting to ride now. It's just funny that they trusted me to take care of them, but they didn't really need me unless they needed me. But you never know. If I ever go back to New York and I run into them, what kind of currency do I have with that person? Don't really want it. You know, you're a smaller tribe, but... You know, you need to take care of yourself, folks. And the tribe makes that easier. You know, you can protect your stash. 
know, Nino at the Carter, he had the whole building. He had people to watch the whole building. Look at the wire. They had some stuff they did where they made sure everybody got some got some loot. <laughs> you know, it's, I can give you thousands of TV examples. We're not going there tonight, but know your tribe, folks. Then the power of the pen, right? We're gonna skip the other story I talked about. The power of the pen. Ooh, this guy going wide, stupid. Oof. All that's because I'm Chick Fil A and all that's passing. Hmm. Sorry, folks. You get the car tangents in the car cast. What you get? Sorry. At least my lights are running green in a row, right? Serendipity there for me. Yay. But, folks, I didn't threaten a single person. Even when I told that kid, I'll be there next time. That wasn't a threat. That was a promise. That if he pounds again, I will be at that door every time. And I said, I utilized the people who are being paid. I pay through my lease for services, right? I expect those services to be rendered. The teachers are paid by taxes. Probably more from Disney than my pocket, but you're a municipal employee. You're going to take care of my kids who empower this municipality, right? My kid can't go to that school business with X miles of the zip code of the county. All right, well, we meet that. You can do your part. I gave my son, my kids, and my wife peace of mind. And all I did was you sent a few emails. That's it, folks. They weren't even long. No threatening tone. Here's what it was. It wasn't passive aggressive. It wasn't threatening. It was just factual. Such and such has occurred. Please look into it. Thank you so much. Please advise when you're seeing this and blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm real good, folks. Paperwork, I'm, <laughs> I'm real good. It's, uh, people forget that about me sometimes. I don't, I don't know why. I see it at work in other places, too. People don't seem to get it. I'm like, I am really effing good at paperwork. And why is this car? I got frustrated. This guy's like, we're on the middle of the street. He can't just wait and let me through. A lot of nudges out here, man. They want to, like, just run into the middle of the street. Like, let me through. I'm still not used to any drivers. I'm sorry. It's in New York. We drive so different. And it's not just different. It's stupid. What he did was dangerous. So that's why I said it that way. So, sorry, Floridians. We got offended. It falls on you. Alliteration. Folks, you can protect your tribe with the power of the pen. And that applies to your business. So we're going to close it out with that. You need to figure out, are you doing an S-Corp, LLC, Inc.? What are you doing? Are you doing real estate? Do you have an LLC for each house under your corporation? Is each house a separate entity? Because if your house catches fire and the tenants die, they can sue you, but they can only sue the corporation if it's in the corporation team. See, if I lend someone my car and they crash it, I'm liable. Yeah, I mean, that's dangerous. In New York, my parents, right? They're responsible for side even on city property. If they don't clean it right, someone falls, they'll sue my parents, not the city. Here's another thing. If you die tomorrow, are your assets protected? You know what the purpose of life insurance is? I'll tell you. It's creating an immediate estate. Here's another thing. For those who hate the rich people, they use the tax code. They create assets. There's things called, like, I, I'm not a fan of Universal Unix Life, but Index Universal Life Insurance or Whole Life. But use right with proper guidance. You don't want to just wing this yourself, folks. Please don't. You have many options. And you can, you know, it depends on how you lay out the paperwork, but you can protect your wealth generationally. Plus, what's it taxed at? How much are they taxing your life insurance versus? Can you borrow your life insurance? Is that income? When you pay it back, are you paying back interest to yourself or someone else? That's like a, it's, I forgot what's called, it's like becoming your own bank, basically. There's a way to do that too, and people just don't know because they don't want to know for the most part. They're content to be working stiffs, working jerks, right? J-O-B, juice over berries. Just over broke. Pick your acronym. What are you working for? How are you protecting your assets? You made a deal with someone. Did you get that on paper? You came up with an idea. Did you copyright and trademark it? Is your logo protected? When we're talking Amazon, they'll come out and put the same same widget out that you put out for two cents cheaper, and they already know when the best market time to sell. They know the best price point is day per day, and they'll, they'll put it out and screw you over. You need to protect your intellectual property, folks. Your regular property. 
So I saw people who have life insurance. I knew family. They had uh, let their life insurance, their home insurance lapse. And the house burned down. They lost it all. They tried to get out of the hole. Tried to dig their way out. It just wasn't feasible. You know why? Because they hadn't protected themselves properly. And they didn't have the money to I get that, but you have to find a way to make the money for it. Robert Kiyosaki, man, like to talk paying yourself first. That's valuable, yes. You should always pay yourself first. Not negating that, but maybe you need to pay for your insurance first. If you get a bonus to your job, every time you get the bonus, why not pay it off? Not to mention, your payments will be cheaper because you're making one lump. Some payments, you're getting money up front. Your car insurance, you make 12 payments, they're probably charging you $5 extra, right? That's six more a year. When you pay your cable bill later, your phone bill, they're probably charging you $5 more. So now that's 60, so it's times three, now it becomes 180 in late fees. And it might help you coast. I've actually did it. When I first was here, folks, at one point, I was paying my phone, like, they had a thing you could, hey, you can arrange to pay it late. You're going to pay the fee, but we won't turn it off and charge that fee. I was like, sold. You know? At one point, the money was tightening. I let the guy go lapse. I knew if I let it lapse for like $40 or less, when I turned it back on that time, I'd only pay a $5 fee, and I bought myself time to get the next paycheck. That's poor man thinking. I had to build my skill set, get promoted, and start saving my money better, planning better, and pay off my credit card as I did in 2022. That's a 2022, folks. Uh, some of the biggest triumphs for me financially and some of the lowest, biggest lows in other areas. But I came out, I'm starting 2023 so much better, folks, and you can too. I remember, folks, I could have told my son, as soon as that bully, you go out there, you punch him right in the mouth, show him who the boss is. What if my son couldn't win that fight? What if he punched that kid, the kid falls and cracks his coconut, now the kid's in a wheelchair, my son's liable for that. They know this is liable, even while that was conscious. What if the bully, because that's my son with a, with a bat next time, now he not, you hit me first, now I'm going to get you first next. You see, it could have escalated. Those things happen. I always tell myself, my son to protect himself, this is the dad to protect himself. You know, you don't anyone let you beat, get beaten up by some token. If there's an adult, you let the adult handle it. And I'm the adult. When adults on your bus didn't handle it, you know, people come to my door, it means their parents aren't handling it. I got it. I took care of it. Like I said, folks, one phone call, one in-person conversation, and two emails. And everyone knows what's going to happen now. And I say that way, folks, because I will become a threat to their well-being, most likely to their pockets. Because I won't seek any physical damage. I will seek... Uh, I will seek, you know, some physical wealth. Like my child is being abused. I will not sue you. You have failed to find safety in the land that you have where you pay people to be here. You pay, my landlord has cops. Either they live here, they're off duty, and they pay them to, like, come and, you know, check out and do stuff. And they go, hey, if it happens again, we'll send them. I'm like, that's fine. But if it happens again, you know, why am I paying all this rent? You're not keeping, you know, you're not keeping me safe. Why should you feel safe in my home? What are you going to do to make me whole? That becomes my next call, folks. And it happens a third time. What do you think is going to happen then? There's a way to push the envelope, and you have to know how to do it, folks. If you're not sure, reach out. I'll give you some tips. I don't have legal advice for you. I can get you some prepaid legal services. Cheap, uh, cheap plug, cheap plug, cheap plug. But yeah, I can help you that. I got the hookup for that. Like I said, you life insurance, you need to look into that too, folks. Especially if kids are a business. I've talked about it. Hear my podcast on why you need life insurance and how it affects your business. Protect yourself, protect your business. And remember, the answer is not always violence. The answer is not always even just, not even violence. The answer is not always just being aggressive with it. Because you can be aggressive in your tone, your stance, your posture, your word choice. You can be an aggressive business person. It doesn't always work. And I always talk about Elon Musk, but I'll give you last one point before I got out of here. They didn't own the name Tesla for the car company. They didn't. And the guy wouldn't sell it to them. So here's what Musk said. I, I like this way. He said they got the nicest guy in their, in their company. Like the nicest manager they had. The nicest guy. And they're like... Like, just sit on his door and offer me a grin. Just sit there. He's not going to say no to you. You're a nice guy. Just sit there. Just, you know, sit on his door until he comes home. 
And just get him to say yes. He'll do it. He'll say yes to you. <laughs> I think for like eighty to $85,000 or $87,000, they got rights to name the car company Tesla from the guy who had the rights to do it. Folks, he didn't spend six figures. He didn't spend seven. Hell, he didn't spend 99999 He spent 87 or less. Let's just say 82. 80, 83. We'll say 83 because I don't know if it's 88 or 87. It's ran by 83.5. Got exactly what he wanted. And he was a nice guy. Not a fake nice guy. Not nice tactics. A nice guy. You get more bunny, more bees with honey, right? Then you get flies with... Mmm. Holler at me, folks. I want your feedback. Tony at ChangingAdvance.com. As always, the written blog is ChangingAdvance.com. On YouTube, I'm Changing Advance. On Twitter, I'm Changing Advance. On Instagram, I have started posting again. Pedagogy of the Fresh. It's not going to be for all of you. It's more going to be stuff that I find makes me happy. And it's going to buy certain people happiness. And if you want some other stuff, hit me up. We can have conversations. I can point you some other pages that provide a lot of value. If you want survival value skills or gear, I'd say... um. Covert tactics. Single. T- uh, oh, what's it? I'm gonna say MySpace. I don't know what it is. Aftermath.gear. That underscore instructor underscore Chris. Let me see this other guys. Let me look. We're gonna look. We're gonna go right to Instagram and look. We gonna look. We gonna look. Let's see. How does, how's his name? And, uh, let's see. We're gonna scroll because I could have sworn I had him here. I don't. So I'm gonna message you because I talk to these guys. It's Singletary. So, here's what his is, folks. His is SkyPirate underscore actual. If you want to learn some skills, if you want some good how-tos, you know, those are some people you can plug into right there, right on Instagram. Follow them. Instant knowledge. Have a great one, folks. Peace.